Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you and it does. And today is probably, I think, hmm, well, I'm going to say one of the best, or possibly the best, but it's way up there with like, this is good. So sit back and I want you to come back to this podcast over and over and over again when you're confused. When you're confused about why you're reacting the way you're acting, why you're staying stuck, why you think the way you think, why Heather does the work that Heather does, and why Heather doesn't pull any punches and doesn't tell you what you want to hear, but tells you what you need to hear because there is a huge difference. Because if I told everybody what they wanted to hear, like Henry Ford said, if I sold people what they wanted to be sold back you know, in the early 1900s, I would have sold them a horse and a carriage. But instead, he decided to create the V6 engine and change everybody's lives. Oh, right, yeah, cool, I see that. Do you see that? So if I tell you and sell you what you want to hear, you'll stay stagnant. You'll forever drive the horse and carriage. But if I tell you what you need to hear, the truth, you're gonna drive mm, the V8 engine. And I'm serious. And so pay attention today. So the first book, one of the first books I read 20 god five years ago now and it was um beginning of my healing journey it was called the four agreements if you haven't read it you haven't heard of it don miguel ruiz i have given over 50 copies of this book away um you can go on amazon and get it it's like six dollars literally and the best book you will ever read i think it's been written in six different languages maybe more no 26 languages something insane um and basically it's going to give you the premise for life in a way of happiness. It's a super easy read. It's quick. And it's very hard for us, though, to take that, this knowledge, and implement it into our life. Because I think for many people, it seems too simple. But also, um, it's very hard to, one of the agreements is this. There's four of them. Remember, do not take things personally. We take everything personally. We think everything is personal to us. Every slight, every grudge, every ignore, every whatever it is, no text back and our time frame, blah, blah, blah. It's all personal. And most of the time, 90% of the time, it is not about you. Not about you. I tell this story a lot. I went to, after my, my dad was killed, the died, I'm sorry, the next morning I went to the grocery store and I didn't feel like talking to anybody. I don't want to talk to anybody and my kids were still you know in high school the boys and stuff and you know knew so many people in the town and just from sports and whatever anyways I saw four people I didn't I didn't make attempt I didn't need to make an attempt to make small talk see I don't people please ever ever and it is a wonderful superpower to have okay I don't worry about offending people it has nothing to do with them my father was killed the night before I hadn't spoke to him in eight years and I was okay with that but it, the fact is that it, I was upset and sad that he never lived the life he could live and deserved to live and should have lived and so when that happens and you're within your own head your own space thinking about things that never have that have nothing to do with other people you are not worried about making sure other people feel comfortable so sure enough four people i just did a wave and a nod and did not stop did not make small talk did not do anything and i can tell you this is crazy but i had this feeling would happen within three hours i heard from all four of those people i have a text or a phone call saying what did they do did they did they do something personally to me what what was it blah 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 it was so interesting because 
their perception of me being guarded and closed and um, not my normal self had something to do with them when it had nothing to do with that. So what happened? Anxiety. They would have had anxiety, you know, felt like worried about it, self-doubt, all of it for no reason, right? For no reason because it had nothing to do with them. And think about how many times you've done that. I've done it all for nothing. Why? Because our programming, our conditioning tells us that we, who we are is not okay. We're people pleasers. Let's do this. Why are they mad at me? Why are they mad? It has nothing to do with you, I promise. And even if they are mad at you, guess what? It still has nothing to do with you unless you're a complete and utter asshole and you did do something. But um, mostly it doesn't. So what? it's all about where we put our attention. Okay, see, attention is ability we have to discriminate and to focus on what we want to perceive. So what are you perceiving? See, we can perceive millions of things simultaneously, but our attention is basically what we're perceiving to hold in the foreground of our mind. Now, the adults that, you know, you know, that raised us hooked our attention and put things in our mind through repetition, right? So that's how you learn everything you know. So they, you're hooked in, and based on what the adults, the peers, the coaches, the teachers, or whoever it is in your life, your parents, obviously, um, tell you, you start adopting. You start believing. They become your beliefs, those core beliefs. And most of them are limiting, unfortunately. But you're seeing proof all around it that these things are true. So, so what happens is we learn that we have to behave in society, you know, um, and we, a certain way, we learn what to believe, what not to believe, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, what's good, what's bad, what's beautiful, what's ugly, what's right, what's wrong. Um, and all of these rules and these concepts become embedded within us on how to behave in the world, but also not only to behave in the world, but how we fit into the world, who we are in the world. Okay, so what happens is um, the need for attention, right, um, becomes very strong and continues into adulthood because we're competing for the um, attention of all of these people, of all of the, um, you know, the, the, the people around us, the, um, the school teachers, the, you know, everybody that we feel, that we feel we want acceptance from, right? We want them to accept us. We want them to give us our attention, the peers and whoever. And some of us make sure we, we're not seeking attention. We don't want attention, right? So, um, and then, you know, and we, we, we start realizing we, are, we don't have many choices because why? We have to fit into our tribe. So, what, who did, so the question I want you to ask yourself is who did you have to be to fit into your tribe, to your family? And that's who you became, and that's who you became, who you believed you had to be in order to fit in with them. And you had to fit in, because if you didn't fit in, my God, when you're a child, who's going to, you know, you need safety, and you need, like, even though if you didn't feel safe in the house, at least you had some shelter, right? You needed food, you needed clothing. So you couldn't escape, you couldn't leave. So as children, we didn't have this opportunity to, you know, choose our beliefs. But what we did was we agreed with the information. And we created an agreement. 
and we stored that agreement as beliefs. Okay? So so what what do you do when you agree with everything that the, you know, that the adults say that your programming says, you know, well, some some people will rebel against them and some people will, but other people surrender. And when we surrender to the belief, it's our agreement. We agree. I am a piece of shit. I agree with you. I am not good enough. I agree with you. I'm not worthy. I agree that I am stupid. I agree that people abandon me because you've abandoned me. And these agreements were beliefs. And we agree with the beliefs. And so they become part of who we are. And then when we get older, these beliefs have not changed. These agreements are still right there, ironclad. And everything we do is based on those beliefs. So when you're taking things personally, when you're making assumptions, when you're not impeccable with your word, all of this is based on the agreement you 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 agreed to, the belief that says, I am not these things. So let's say you see me in the grocery store and you have an agreement with yourself, a belief that says, um, I'm not good enough, um, right? I'm, I'm not, I'm not worthy. I'm, you know what, people uh, make fun of me. I'm ugly, whatever that is. So you see somebody they, that you feel like they're slighting you. You're taking it, what, agreement number one? Do you take it personally? Don't take it personally. But when you have these beliefs and agreements about who you think you are, of course it's personal. Because of course you're going to think I'm this and I'm that, right? I, but I mean, it's personal because th- this person thinks you're ugly and unworthy and stupid. And so, but before you even take it personal, what do you do? You make an assumption. You're assuming it's about you. So the other agreement is don't make assumptions, right? So, yeah. You make the assumption. You don't take, you, you, then you take it personally. And before you know it, you're all anxious and, and wondering, what did I do? What did I do? What did I do? So when we try to please everybody, okay, Why do we try to please our parents? Why do we try to please our peers? Why do we try to please everybody in our life? The teachers, everybody. Why? Because what are we fearful of? We're fearful of rejection. So the fear of being rejected, which is how it originally starts, becomes the fear of not being good enough. And eventually, we become somebody we're not. We become a copy of our mom's beliefs, our dad's beliefs, society beliefs, religion beliefs, our peers' beliefs, whatever beliefs it is, that's who we become. And all of our normal tendencies of who we really are, our innateness is gone. And finally, finally, we are programmed. Oh, what? Yep, yep, yep. And so what happens is this, as you get older, you start punishing yourself. Because you're not following the rules according to your belief system. And then you will reward yourself if you're the good girl or the good boy. So this, the belief system, the core limiting beliefs that you have within you, rules your mind. It rules your reactions. And whatever those beliefs are, that is your truth. And we base our judgments on that truth, how you judge others. You would judge everything based on those truths. You judge who you are. Okay? You judge everything you do, everything you think, everything you feel, everything you don't feel. 
And every time you do something that goes against those beliefs, guess what happens? Your inner guide becomes your inner judge and says, you are guilty and you need to be punished. You should be ashamed. What happens? This happens time after time every day for years and years and years. And so the judgments that become what? The victim. It's all part of victimhood because you're a victim of your own belief system. It is the part that says, poor me, I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not attractive, I'm not worthy of love, poor me. But here's the thing, this is all based on a belief system that you never chose to believe, you were forced to believe, right? So if you're forced to believe something because you had to believe these things in order to stay within the family tribe, now guess what happens? Um, they're so strong that even years later, wherever you're standing right now, you are, and when you're exposed to the new concept, you're trying to make your own decisions, you will find, and I'm telling you now, those beliefs still control what you decide to do, the actions you take, the reactions you have, and um, whatever goes against that that belief system, that, that book of law within you, you will feel fear. And then what happens when you break those rules that you have about who you say you are the emotional wounds open up and then your reaction creates emotional poison. So you can't, if you start challenging them, well, that might make you feel unsafe, but you got to, right? See, um, even though I'm telling you this, and even though you probably, you, if you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know, this is true. And, um, but that agreement is so strong within each one of us we can we can understand the concept of it but we still agree with it we still feel the blame the guilt the shame because if it goes against our rule book those belief system we feel those things and so what do i have to do with you well we have to heal the belief system right and obviously there's a huge process that i go but that once you heal that belief system the judge goes away. The victim stops suffering. You stop punishing yourself. Because, my God, you know what? What's what's true justice? Well, true justice is you pay once for your mistake. That's true justice. Every mistake you're going to pay, right? But what's injustice? Injustice means you have to pay more than once for each mistake. Well, guess what we do? We, we punish ourselves over and over and over for the same mistake. mistake. Thousands and thousands of times. I think we're the only animal on earth that pays, you know, thousands of times for the same mistake. We have a very powerful memory. So we make a mistake. We judge. We, we are guilty. We punish. But guess what? And we do it again. So, and then other people start reminding us of our mistakes. That's it. So how many times do we make our spouse, our partner, our children, or our parents pay for the same mistake? Every time we remember the stake. We blame them again. And then guess what we do? Send them all the emotional poison we feel at the injustice. And then we make them pay again for the same mistake over and over and over. Is that justice? Is it? Come on. No. 95% of the beliefs you have stored in your mind are nothing but lies. And we suffer because all of those lies. And it is the truth and you suffer and you suffer and you suffer. And what happens is 
you live in fear and you are consistently and constantly in emotional dramas with yourself and the outside world. So, you know, if, if you look, look at all the people that are so angry, the revenge, addictions, the violence that we see, so much injustice in the world, and fear is controlling all of it, right? So, what, what, what emotions are fired by fear? Many. But we feel the emotions mostly from fear of a lot is the anger, the jealousy, the envy, the hate. This, I mean, obviously, massive anxiety. And so we then start condemning everyone around us that we feel is making us angry, hateful, spiteful, vengeful. and But really, it's coming from within us. Because here's the thing, we're giving other people control over us when they shouldn't have any control because why we're taking personally everything they do, we're making assumptions when most of the time we're wrong, but we can't help that because of what we believe. So this whole thing becomes, <laughs> life becomes an ongoing nightmare. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm laughing, but my God, what the hell? Who the freak can do this? Right? This is horrible. But it's not supposed to be. It's not. This is not the way it's supposed to be. Every single person I know and me is searching for truth, for beauty, for love, for justice, for peace. And this eternal search for the truth, that's what we're looking for. But we only believe the lies that we have stored in our heads, in our mind, in our belief system, in that subconscious system. And we're searching for justice. Guess what, guys? In a belief system we have where there is zero, zero, zero justice. We search for beauty, but guess what? It doesn't matter how beautiful you are. You'll never be pretty enough. You will never have it. It will never come to you. And what happens is we'll see something that we believe to be true, but then we start doubting it. And what, what, what blinds us are these false beliefs we have, okay? So then we have the need, we have to be right and to make others wrong. You know what? I'm right. You're wrong. I'm going to die on this hill. I'm going to make sure that you're right and I'm wrong. And yeah, it's going to ruin our relationship. It's going to ruin our marriage, but I don't give a shit. I am right, you're wrong, according to what my beliefs say. And your beliefs might say something else, and I don't give a crap because mine are right. Meanwhile, you don't even agree with the damn freaking belief system. Jesus, it's horrible. I mean, come on. Come on. Do you know how many inner child wounding ruins more relationships than anything? Ruins them all. All of them. Because a nor an adult does not react in ways that are childlike like that. They don't have to make others wrong to make them right. They don't have to make others wrong to make themselves feel good. And all of these beliefs set us up for suffering, right? <laughs> it's just, you know, death doesn't even, death isn't even the biggest fear for many. We think it is, but really our biggest fear is basically taking a risk to live the life we want to live and express who we really are. You know, that's the biggest fear of humans is to be ourselves. Why? Because we have learned to live our lives satisfying others. We have learned to live by what other people say we should do. 
We have learned to accept what other people tell us to accept. And that's when we, you know, form this image of perfection in order to try to be good enough. You know, we and, and, and when we are find that we're never good enough, we still try to be better. And then we get angry at ourselves because we're not perfect. And then we take it out on everyone around us and then we have to make them less than perfect to make us feel about, better about our imperfections. And nobody abuses us more than we abuse ourselves. Nobody. Nobody. If you make a mistake, you will pay for it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times over by yourself. You will just literally think you are the worst, right? So, so what, what does that mean? Well, nobody's abused you more than you've abused yourself. And I hate to tell you this, it gets old. You know, I, I said something to somebody the other day where, okay, here's the thing. This is the truth. You are aware now. When you are aware of what I'm teaching you, and if you're here right now today, I've just made you aware of what's going on. Um, and you don't uh, make the decision. Awareness is, you know, the step first step in healing because you have to be aware of what the hell's going on. You have to have an awareness of, of you know, okay, this isn't right. This isn't, I know that I have some part in this, right? And then the second uh, step two is make a decision to heal, make a decision to fix it. And I said to this person, I said, listen, you know, you are now aware. You have total awareness. So that means you are complicit. Doesn't mean I, I don't mean you can escape everything right away. You have to heal and stuff. But you can no longer just complain, complain, complain and claim to be the victim. Yes, 100% you're a victim. You are a victim. This really did happen to you. I don't doubt this. I've seen it. I know. But now you are an adult. These things, you know, you have awareness. Now you have to make the decision to heal, to get out of this. Doesn't happen overnight, but it happens. And and so, you know, and, and then what will go on is so when people then become aware and they don't make the decision, they stay stuck in their victimhood, then they continue to abuse themselves because they deserve it, right? They're not worthy of love. I'm not worthy of respect. I'm not good enough. And then what, what but we have this, we know these things aren't true, but we don't know. But we also have this need to be really accepted and to be loved by others. So, so, but, but if we can't accept and love ourselves, how can we expect it of somebody else? So guess what happens? Um, if you can start to understand who you are and change the beliefs and fill your own voids, the more self-love you have, the less you will express self-abuse. So where self-abuse comes from? Self-abuse comes from self-rejection. Self-rejection comes from having an image of what it means to be perfect and never, ever measuring up to that image. So what is happens? Well, the reason we reject ourselves is because, guess what? We can't meet perfection. It's why we don't accept who we are and why we don't accept others who they are. Because we certainly, if we can't accept ourselves, we can't accept you. And we certainly cannot let you be better than me. So when you have come to these agreements, you've agreed to tell yourself who you are, what you feel, what you believe, how to behave, and then this becomes your personality. And it says, this is who I am. This is what I believe. This is what I can do. Some things I cannot do. This is the reality. This is possible. That's impossible. And those agreements cause you massive suffering because you really agreed to shit you shouldn't agree to. But you couldn't. <laughs> you couldn't. 
you're 10, you're 9, you're 5, you're, you can't argue. All you know is, guess what? You have an emotionally disconnected mother or dad that never comes home or people that abuse you. What are you going to do? You don't know. You, you feel like, yeah, it must be right. My dad hates me. My mom hates me. My mom or this or whatever it is or kids at school are bullying me. Yeah, I'm going to agree with them. And these agreements that come from this fear, guess what? It takes up so much of our energy. And it's it takes so much personal power just to reset every single day. And, and then during the course of the day, God, trying to keep up to this mask that we've put on and trying to live up to this person that we've, we supposedly are is exhausting. So... Our life becomes a blur. It becomes, eh, eh, right? Yuck. So what do you have to do? Well, you know what? You got to you gotta stop taking things personally and realize that. That's, you know, and I'm going to go back to this book again in my next podcast. But this is explaining a lot about the belief system and your agreements you've made with yourself. And this is why we take things personally, right? Because we think everything is about us. The ego has really done a number. The ego is nothing more than that 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 voice in your head that says, I am protecting you. I want to save you from hurt based on this belief system that says you suck. So if you suck, I have to protect you from letting others suck. So I'm going to sabotage you. And then I'm going to help you sabotage others and your relationships. So, you know, one of the first ways in the, the, you know, the best ways in the first agreement needs to be impeccable with your word. It's so important because it's going to really be hard for you to be impeccable with your word. And why is that? Because you have not been impeccable with your word your entire life for most of us, right? So... Your word is the power that you have to create your life. And when you use your word, the things you say irresponsibly, your life is, is irresponsible. And you are not using your expressive creative power to the best, the highest potential. And your relationships suffer, you suffer, right? The little lies become big lies and everything else. And when you start to lose the ability to be impeccable with your word, you really start to lose yourself. And in relationships, I see it over and over and over again. The little lies, the big lies, the smaller lies. And, and when, and that, what does that do? That erodes and eats away at the trust in the relationship. And if you don't have trust, you have nothing. See, the word, how you speak, is the power you have to express, to communicate, to think. And thereby what? To create the events in your life. To create how your relationships are. Are you effective communicator or not? And your word is the most powerful tool you have as a human being. It's a tool of magic. Why? Because it can create the most beautiful relationships if you're impeccable with it, if you're honest, if you're living in integrity, if you are worthy, um, you know you're worthy, you're not going to lie. You won't feel you need to lie 
if you feel worthy, you understand your worth and you don't lie about who you are. But also your word, your lies, what you say to others, what you say to yourself. And by the way, this is about speaking to yourself too, how you speak to yourself, your inner critic. Guess what? Has the ability to destroy everything around you and you. And the misuse of the word can create a living hell. Okay? And so, um, when you are when you are thinking about your day, I want you to try this. So, you're thinking about your day. And I want you to try to say, for the next five days, I'm going to be impeccable with my word to myself and to others. Plant the seed. Let the thought grow. Plant the seed that I'm going to be impeccable with my word. Then allow that into your conscious awareness, your conscious thought, and be impeccable with your word. If you say you're going to do something, do it. If you stop criticizing yourself, stop. If you start judging others, stop. If you start deciding that you're going to curse out somebody, stop. Okay? You have got to pay attention to what you are saying. To what you're saying to yourself and what you're saying to others. So, you have to understand that impeccability means, guess what? It means you're impeccable without sin. It means you are going not to do anything that goes against yourself. You're going to be impeccable with your word. Right? And everything you feel or believe or say that goes against yourself is a sin, right? It really is. So stop. Stop going against yourself. Stop judging. Stop blaming yourself. Stop ju judging and blaming others. You know? And so what, what I want you to understand is that um, if you insult you, then you're going to be able to insult other people. If you love yourself, then you can love others. What you have inside of you, what you say to yourself is what you have to give to others. So if you can start being impeccable with your word, at least in, within yourself, guess what? Then you are going to be able to do that outside and your life is going to get better. So if you're selfish with yourself, you're going to be selfish with me. If you have gratitude for your life, you're going to show gratitude to me. It basically means impeccably with your word means that you are, you know, telling the truth. And you have a love for yourself, which means that's the direction of your life. Everything's going to come from a place of truth, honor. And you know what? It's not going to come from cursing, blaming, guilt, finding guilt, destroying. We're not going to use the word to, you know what, to um, spread poison, to basically express anger, to be jealous, to use envy, to hate, to plan revenge, to create chaos. And all of those things happen with the word, right? So start using it to, to, to speak beautiful things into your life, to, to speak beautiful things into you, okay? Whenever we hear an opinion um, of somebody else, that, so, so somebody else speaks badly about someone else. And we believe it. We make an agreement, right? And, and that agreement then causes you to then go gossip with other people. And all these little tiny agreements we're making on the side cause our life to go backwards. None of it goes helps us go forward. None of it. 
So look at all of your interactions with yourself, with other people, and just say, today and every day I'm going to be impeccable with my word. Stop the gossip. It doesn't make you feel better with, with people. It doesn't. It actually makes you feel bad. Because then guess what? You, If you're gossiping, you're going to think people are gossiping about you. If you're talking bad about your husband, then guess what? Your husband's going to talk bad about you. If whatever you are giving out with your word, if you're spreading poison, poison's coming back to you. And it is the truth. And when we have and create poison, it spreads it goes out and it comes right back. I mean, consider about how many times have you ever gossiped about your spouse or partner, just told every rotten thing about them? Why? Why did you? Why do you do it? Why? Because you want the support of others. You want others to agree with your agreement. You want others to make you feel good and better about yourself. Basically, you're saying, I need you to agree with my agreement. And how many times have you hooked other people's attention, right? But guess what? Your opinion is nothing but your point of view. And your opinions come from your beliefs. And then it comes right back to us. The poison comes right back and it turns right around. So what do we have to do is we have to start breaking agreements. We start to start creating new agreements. So the impeccable ability of your word can totally lead to massive success within yourself, within your relationship. You know what? It can um, lead you to personal freedom, massive personal freedom and massive abundance. And that's the truth. That is the truth. So what are you going to agree with? now from now on what are you going to start challenging in your beliefs what are you gonna are you gonna stop and start looking at your reactions because it's ruining your relationships and it's ruining your life and it is so thank you for tuning into relationship recipe the podcast every relationship begins with you we will continue this discussion next time um hey by the way if you i'm really been looking um I will still do one-on-one work. I'm still always going to do some one-on-one work. But what I'm finding is um, I'm, I'm focusing a lot on couples right now, too. I mean, like, it's always been 50-50. But I'm finding there's so much healing that are com- is coming within when I have both people in front of me. It can happen without. And some people have a p- spouse or a partner that will never come to do the work. And that's fine. And they can they don't have to. But if you have a willing spouse, um, this work completely changes your entire relationship. Entire. Everything about it. So anyways, click the link in the um, uh, in the co- uh, in this little, what do you call it, section here in the podcast area. <laughs> and uh, book a free clarity call. I want to see if I can help you and your partner because it doesn't have to be this way. Humanity doesn't have to be this way. And why do I get so um, intensely motivated to help others with this type of work it, it, it is because the kids because you one you deserve to live the life you have you know should have but also the children pay generational trauma is real and we pass it down when we don't heal so anyways thank you until next time bye